0: Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 finals. all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply.
1: The horses are on the track.
0: Right around Australia
2: on SEN Track. Thanks to Racing Queensland, this is the Queensland Hoop with
0: Sam Collett. Yes, this is the Queensland Hoop with Sam Collett. I am your host, Alyssa Smith, with Sam herself. Sam, how are you? As always, I am very well, ready to go and pumped to, uh, you know, have a chat over the next few minutes about what's been happening. I cannot wait. It has been a very busy time for you since we last saw you. You headed south of the border to Randwick. How was that? It was
2: so much fun, and my mere... She went super well uh, she she ran fourth well she actually ran fifth, but we put in a protest against mm. uh, a bit of interference that happened up the straight against the fourth place horse and that got overturned so that's fantastic for uh, her connections and for me and everyone involved so I'm looking forward to hopefully heading back to ride her in a few weeks' time but very happy
0: Ew. It's been a little bit bit of time since you last raced there. How much has Randwick changed? Yeah, so I last
2: rode there in 2009, so many moons ago. Uh, it's Obviously, it was a, a fantastic facility and racetrack to ride on then, and it's even better now. But, um, there's you know, no expense spared down there. The track was amazing. Uh, facilities were great. Um, so
0: I'd love to go back. Now, Saturday, you race on a soft five. Sunday... You race on synthetic track. Yeah. What's the difference? How how different is it going from one to the other? And and does it change your riding style?
2: Yeah, certainly. The synthetic track races a lot differently. A lot of the horses don't really appreciate the kickback. Uh, even the track looks soft on top, it's quite firm um, on the base. So you do get some horses that won't perform that well there. It's just a little bit of trial and error. Horses that are generally trained there, um, they seem to handle a little bit better. They're a little bit more accustomed to the surface and can generally get a wee bit of better result. But it does seem to suit horses that like to race closer on pace, or even if you are sort of stuck out wide, it sometimes can be a benefit as opposed to a disadvantage, which it could be on a you know on a turf track. Mm.
0: Love it. Well, the guy that books all of the races for you is your manager in Cameron Partington. Now, on this show, we've spoken to trainers, we've spoken to owners, we've spoken to apprentice jockeys. I would love to pick his brain about how he became a manager and how on earth he handles all of the jobs he does, because I know he looks after yourself and a couple of other jockeys, and he's also uh, the head of the Trainers Association as well. So let's bring him in now. Cameron, how are you?
1: Oh yeah, Lisa, really well, and um, look, look, looking after Sam is probably ninety percent of the job because she's very high maintenance.
0: <laughs> that is a lie. <laughs> I was going to ask that. Being a manager, how much of your time does it take up? Is it? it it's not a normal nine to five role. No,
1: let's it's a 24-7 thing, and it's and it's just constant. You sort of can't be none at all. I mean, if I miss an opportunity for one of these guys, they just go, look at me, and <laughs> they're talking big money. I mean, it could be in a Magic Millions race or a Golden Slipper or a Melbourne Captain. you just got to be available for them all the time because the jockeys have their own abilities that, and you know their strengths, and, and and some trainers want them more than other jockeys. If you don't take the phone call and you're not back to them within a few minutes, there's plenty of other jockeys that love to ride. And, and we missed the opportunity. So doing the form, no. so when they ring, you can sort of know straight away whether to jump on the horse and say, yep, Sandy can ride that, or no, look, we'll look for a better ride, and sometimes, you know, the, you wait around for a better one and you wish you would have taken the other one. So it's a, it's a, you've got to play the cards that you could dealt, but you've got to know, you know who to who to upset. You can upset and get away with it and, and you can't upset and you've just got to know all the all the ins and outs of everybody you're dealing with all the time and, and keep those jockeys. Is she cranky today or is she hungry? or which one? <laughs> no,
0: Sam Sam's ready to go. She's happy. I love that
2: you say that, but the reason I get cranky is because you wind me up. But I love you for it. Um Cam oh, So <laughs> So you obviously started um you know, you were in racing originally, so how did it come about, you know, going hand-in-hand hand from, you know, going from motorsports into horse racing?
1: Yeah, when I left motorsports, I wanted to stay in some sort of competition, me, and I wanted to do something that, you know, was, and I was getting a bit older and a bit silent, I sort of had to get out <laughs> of the motor racing. And, um, and yeah, just wanted a competition, a lot of competition. So for me, you know, when you guys ride the horses, I'm sort of, no idea how to ride them, but I certainly am riding them with you, because I know that the results at the end of the day come down to 90% of you on the horse. But if I don't give you the right horse, you guys can't really, um, you know, make something out of nothing. So, yeah, I just wanted to... So I'd had some really strong connections in horse racing and um, my, my uncle was a really good jockey years ago and my auntie's a trainer and Pat Doe was a bit of a legendary trainer. Uh, I sort of got with him about 35 years ago and he mentored me and taught me everything about racing and then I went and worked for Les Ross, who's one of the wild trainers of mm-hmm. Queensland. But um, I did work for three years and just went from grassroots up. I wanted to be able to handle the horses and, you know, get up and do all the early morning stuff and understand how a trainer operates. So when I sort of started looking after the trainers, it was just a hands-on experience, not just someone in a suit walking around telling everyone what to do without it and actually haven't picked up with Kim,
0: Cam, my question is, what did you do in motorsport?
1: Oh, look, I raced cars back in the era of... Really? Oh, I'm up with. Craig Lowndes and all these guys, and we were all young, up and coming. Was, you know, and unfortunately for me, I didn't quite get to the levels that leather and Craigie Lounds and all those guys got to. And um, you know, even the, you know the, the later, later guys now who were who just getting out of motorsport quite well, like the career I raced with back in the you know in the nineties. So but, um, yeah, and then I did a radio show for ten years talking about my racing, so the, and the V8s, all and then just talked about them. And it's a, yeah, just me interested, but I was. Once I got into horse racing I sort of lost the time for that, so I, I motor sport, but not to the extent that I did in the past.
0: So how did you go transitioning from motorsport into horse racing? I know you said you've got a few connections in horse racing, but to become a manager
1: Yeah, so listen, they're very similar in a lot of ways. And and first thing about it is the ninety percent of people who like motor racing hate horse racing and mine has been people who sort of yeah. love horse racing training, sport you know the difference between horse racing and motor racing there's, there's, there's no similarities and the people in the sports like I'm, all the guys used to race with they've got no interest in horse racing and if I talk to horse trainers about motor racing Formula One or anything like that they've got no interest so it's um, they're, they're both, both ends of the spectrum but they've got a lot of similarities from the point of view of the competition and, and the preparation you have to do for the horse is not similar to what you have to do to a race car to get it ready for, you know, to get ready to race, whether you're doing trials or whether you're preparing it, you're, you're just getting it set up, all those sorts of things. And um, then the tactics in the racing, a little bit different, but, um, you know, still at the end of the day, it's, it's racing. If you're a racer, which I oh, was, it? Sammy is, if you don't know what you're on, I'll bet if you put her in dodging cars at the Eckers if you want the motor track
0: she does have a nice <laughs> car we know she's obsessed with motorsport so cam no. what last question for you
2: I'm just thinking you know what is the most satisfying part of your job obviously you work with um, myself Jim Byrne and Mark Duplessy. um you know what do you get the most satisfaction out of you know doing all that apart from getting paid obviously
1: <laughs> I really love it when all three of you, all three of you, all three of you ride a winner um, on the same day. And then on my phone calls in the afternoon. You know, we always debrief all my jockeys after and go through all their rides. And if they've all had a winner, it's just a tick for the day. You know, if you have two winners or three, it's great. But when one of you go and ride a travel and the other one doesn't get a winner, it's a well aftermen or a treble chat for me on the other end. So just all ride a winner, everyone stays happy. But probably just the thrill of those big races. You guys like to win a big race group ones that I've won with you for me and Sammy you've won some good races already and hopefully some bigger ones to come. But that thrill that you get on the horse if I'm watching I'm basically with you and, and you know take them all the time, which is great.
0: Cam, how do you go having those tough conversations if they haven't ridden a winner? We just Look,
1: don't know. you to too. You've really got to you've got to build them back up again and it's a lot of rejection and you know if I had to hear it all the time it would be nuts. So like if they ask why I'm not on this horse and I tell them the story, you know, they sort of you know, probably wish they had not asked sometimes and that's why but I've just you know, you just can get on and have of prepare for their races, which is, you know, and organizing their health and their fitness. And I can do all the other stuff and, and look, yeah, sometimes you certainly gotta have and I do them all, you know, take it out You me, don't take it out on your wife or your cat or in Sammy's point, point the end of the dog You know, kick me and, and make me feel it you can go home to your family and be happy. So
2: you've obviously been away, travelling around, uh, but there's, no, yeah, there's pe- trouble, no, yeah. no peace for you. Um, so your phone's attached no. to you no no matter where you are, and we love that about you because um, it means you, you love your job as much as you love us because we know that.
0: Cam, what motivates you yes. to play this role?
1: The oh, yeah, adrenaline of the competition. I think, like, you know, same as the jocks. They love riding winners, and I like watching them ride winners and, you know, being part of that teamwork. Being part of a team of these three guys that are all great after Jimmy for 11 years. And just just working with the young. hopefully I can keep doing it for a lot longer.
2: Well, I hope you keep doing it for a lot longer too, because it's uh fantastic to have you and and all the times I ring you and, and I gripe to you about having to sit in the spar and sweat, I do very much appreciate all the work you do for me, as I'm sure Mark and Jim do as well.
1: Good on you, guys. Well I better fly with her except it's coming out for your rides for Saturday, so I better go and get into them. <laughs>
0: right you do just that, Cameron. Thank you so much for your time.
1: Good on you, Listen. Thanks for having me, bye.
0: See ya. Well, stick with us. Coming up after the break, we'll have the latest in Racing Queensland news. Queensland is racing. The action continues this week across the Sunshine State. Visit racingqueensland.com.au. The horses are on the track.
2: Queensland is your place to race this year. This This is the Queensland Hoop Hoop Hoop. Hoop. with Sam Collin on SEN Track.
0: Yes, welcome back to the Queensland Hoop with Sam Collett. Wow, Sam, you have had a busy week already. This week, you're at the trials. Uh, you had five races. How'd you take that?
2: Yeah, not often do we, well, it's not common to have the trials on a Monday. So yeah. I made my way to Bow Desert for some um, some trials there. It's, trials are essentially, for those that aren't really that, you know, aware of it, um, there's anywhere from, I don't know, ten. 15 20 odd heats they're essentially put on to educate young horses to get horses fit there's no prize money involved Mm -hmm. so they usually sort of quick fire uh short small races um so yeah like your horses that are there can be of any benefit a couple of the horses i rode they were uh just there for a bit of fitness uh some were there to be educated to get barrier certificates so then they can go on a race so that was a good start to the week. The weather was lovely and, uh, yeah, I sort of finished it about lunchtime so I managed to have the rest of the afternoon to myself. It was great. Very
0: nice indeed. And then on Wednesday... You raced Ipswich, yes, my favourite track, yes, the Queen of Ipswich. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still waiting for that bronze statue
2: um, <laughs> and the crown. It'll I'm only sure. need to be a small one. I'm only five foot one. <laughs> uh, very true. Yeah, very true. Yeah, it could fit anywhere. Um, you know, Ipswich, great. Like I had some some nice rides for some some good trainers there, and I said that a little bit of uh, work they were doing with the track, um, they had. It was at the 1700 meter part of the track was a little bit soft, so they yeah. sort of made a few adjustments with the running rail there. The rail was out of fair way, so um, sort of that means the field sizes are a lot smaller because they can only fit sort of so many horses when they start moving the rail out. So it uh, sort of means a few less traffic problems in a race, there's less horses <laughs> to negotiate, which
0: is always helpful. They did, um, they did change, as you said, the length of the track from that 1700 meter starting point due to the safety for both horses and um, jockeys. Race one, the maiden plate, was 1,700 metres, moved to 1,350. Uh, Race seven, benchmark 65 handicap, was 1,700 metres, and then changed that to 1,350 as well. How does that change your riding?
2: So it changes my riding a bit, but it's probably more of an inconvenience for the trainers that are scheduling horses to run over these trips. So they obviously, horses that are are fit to run 1,700 metres, to get them freshened, to run 1350, it doesn't seem like it's significantly mm. shorter, but it is in terms of how they adjust their training. You know, they're probably not doing as much long work, um, trying to keep the freshness in their legs so they can, you know, obviously run faster for a shorter trip. Yep. Um, they may have to change their schedule altogether. So it can be quite an inconvenience when they start um, adjusting, you know, the distance of races um especially, you know, a 1350 that might go to 1400 is not so bad or a 1700 that might go out to 1800, not so bad, but it was quite a jump. So it probably did alter, you know, it did alter a lot of um, how trainers were going to place their horses. In terms of riding, um, the shorter runs, you know, when we, the rails out, the track doesn't ride quite the same. You know, you've got a a lot less room um, to move, so you've got to be a lot more cautious, uh, the rail's not in its normal position, so you've got to be a lot more courteous of other riders and runners, etc. cetera. Um, it can mean the corners from the chutes come up faster. So you obviously don't want to be planted wide mm. um, wide around the corners because that's you know, covering extra ground. So it puts more pressure on you to get a
0: position faster, um, but you, you just have to adjust. Then on Thursday... You race at Dolby. Six races there. You've never ridden there before. How did you prepare for this one? How does a jockey turn up and go? You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna go and race six horses in this one, but I've never ridden on this track. How do you go in with so much confidence? Oh, you just
2: you. Know, well, I like to say it's just riding around in the same sort of circles, but just different <laughs> circles. Um, but I do have a chat to other riders there. Mm-hmm. I try and watch some replays of previous races that have run there. Like I said, it's a track I hadn't ridden on before. Um, I was fortunate enough to have a few rides. So, you know, it meant that I was, you know, have a few goes around. Hopefully, after I've had one ride around, I'm a little bit more familiar with my bearings. Um, but there's sort of, you know, until you've ridden there, I mean, it, it is easy enough to pick up, I think, once you've been around once. yeah. Um, I'll go and walk the track too and have a sort of scope out how far, you know, the length of the straight, which is also an important factor because you, then you need to know. You know, when you start asking your horse for that maximum effort, if you wait too long and the straight's only short, you sort of miss the boat. If the straight's long and you go too soon, you get there too soon. So all that comes into play.
0: Is that normal for a jockey to walk the track?
2: Yeah, very normal. You'll find a lot of jocks will go out and walk the track before their first ride just mm. to see. Uh, obviously, our, the inside rails move in and out a lot, depending on how much racing the tracks have had, that, um, you know, just to keep keep it easy for the caretakers and the remedial work that gets done in between times. So you need to have a sort of fair idea, you know, if it's a rougher on the fence, it could be softer on the fence, uh, maybe better out wide. So you can go out and have a good walk and and get a bit of an idea. Obviously it doesn't quite feel the same as when you're actually riding across on top of it because a horse weighs half a ton. We only weigh 50 odd plus kilos. So, but it does give you a rough idea um, prior to. So and knowledge is power. So true. Yeah, true.
0: You know, Karen was saying how motorsport is similar to horse racing in regards to competition. Formula One drivers, supercar drivers, they also walk the track to to have a look and scope it out as well. So very similar indeed uh, in that regard. Let's take a look at the weekend, the Racing Queensland calendar and the latest in Racing Queensland news. Today, Aquas Park on the Gold Coast, you're riding there. There's been a number of changes made to the distances of races at the Gold Coast due to track redevelopment works. Uh, The Gold Coast Cup was 2,400 metres, now 2,200 metres. Uh, Benchmark 75 handicap was 1,400 metres. It's now 1,350 Class 3 plate was 1,800, it's now 1,700. And the maiden plates was 1,400, it's now 1,350. And the 3-year-old maiden handicap was 1,400, it's now also 1,350. How does that affect you, Sam? So it's probably
2: a little bit the same again, a zip switch. Um, because of the redevelopment work that's happening at the Gold Coast at the moment, there is a training track that's been put around the outside perimeter of the course proper. Uh, so, you know, the horses that are trained there, they can work while they're putting in the new synthetic track on the old training track on the inside. So it's essentially cut off um, the accessibility to the chutes that we have. That's why they've obviously had the change in distances. So it's the same again, uh, shorter runs to the corner, um, less room. Mm. So you've just got to be a little bit, you know, keep your wits about you a little bit more. They've had a lot of racing at the Gold Coast. It's a tra- probably one of the most frequently used tracks. They have almost every Saturday there. Um, they obviously race in town and then, your sort of second tier meetings out there so it's doing very well to hold up with the racing it's had yeah Uh, hopefully they can get their synthetic track in ASAP and then we can get the use of that those shoots again to make it uh you know better for everyone um like I said it does affect how you ride barrier draws it's a massive you know advantage I think drawing closer in because you're not covering that extra ground when you've got less room so Yes.
0: Nice. Well, best of luck for that later on today. And then also there's some racing at Tower Hill too. Tomorrow, Saturday, you're riding this one, Eagle Farm.
2: I love riding at Eagle Farm. Um, It's just, it's got a lovely long run and, you know, the straight, I know they've had some problems there in the past, but of recent times, you know, it's been fantastic. It offers every horse a, a good opportunity, you know, whether you race forward in the field, mm. whether you race back, there's a lovely long run down the back straight. So, you know, if you're stuck a little bit wide, you take you a little bit of time. You're not burning as much petrol. So like with most horse races, it does help to draw, you know, a low barrier because immediately you're, you know, you're saving extra energy with your horse. But then can be a bit of a problem if you can't get a run. Yeah. Uh, so it's just working out, you know, who you're following, how your horse is travelling. Um, nine times out of ten, being closer into the fence is a place to be unless we get soft tracks and then the inside of the track, depending on the camber, Sunshine Coast is probably a perfect example of that with the big crown they have. yep, You can get too far to the inside of the crown. The track's noticeably softer there. So it's not an advantage, therefore, to be, you know, drawn in. Mm. So a lot of that all comes into play, where they put the running rail, what the track's doing, you know,
0: and then or it's all luck of the draw. Luck of the draw. Hopefully, it's a good one for you. Uh, also, on Saturday we've got Kilcoy, Cairns, Toowoomba, which is a nightmare in the country. Bluff, Warra, Batuta, Tower Hill, and Mount Isa. On Sunday, it is racing at the Sunshine Coast. Sam, yes, Sunshine Coast, fantastic
2: place to be. We're Back on the turf track this Sunday, with being on the synthetic last week, so that's fantastic for me. I prefer to ride on the on the grass, but hopefully, there is some winners amongst
0: them there. Absolutely. Best of luck for this weekend, Sam. Thank thanks you. for coming in again. Oh, I love being here. <laughs> how good. <laughs> right, and thank you for tuning into Queensland to Hoop with Sam Collett on SCN. It's been great to have your company. Queensland is racing. The action continues this week across the Sunshine State. Visit racingqueensland.com.au.